Three, two, one, uh, go. <laughs> three, two, one, go. Um, my voice is a little different because I'm sick, so I may be muting and dropping out to cough. But we're back post Thanksgiving. Everyone made it back home. Um, so we got a lot to cover. Where should where should we start, Colleen? You're excited, so maybe we start with you. Oh, you just cut out. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear you. Oh no! Did you hear anything I said? You, you I went, heard. Colleen. Can you? Oh, I said, Colleen, you're <laughs> excited, so maybe we start with you. Well, I'm excited because I want to hear what you two have been working on the integration side. Uh, okay, so maybe we start with us. So maybe we start with you. <laughs> well, we last night uh, did a little bit of pairing and got the View and Laravel libraries working together. Um. Yeah. So, like without without it being packaged up. Is yeah. What, right. Like we needed to figure out a way that we could actually iterate on the front end and the back end together uh, without having to go through a whole like build step. <laughs> right. Yeah, because we don't want to have to like make a release for every minor change while we're still developing. So sure. What we did was I started a new, um, just like a vanilla Laravel app and a new just blank repo and then sim linked the um, PHP package and sim linked um, the NPM package, just the view library, and then got them both working together in kind of in app land and it works. It drives the front end from the back end, And we already found a couple of spots where things have drifted and they'll be easy to fix or just things that, we talked about a long time ago that I didn't, I didn't implement. Um, but yeah, it totally works. There are like eight different gotchas on getting the NPM stuff set up and it was really frustrating, but we finally, you know, we finally figured out all the, the secret spells and we got it to work. And I think that'll be, that'll be helpful for when it's time to build a package. I mean, some of that stuff, some of that stuff is applicable to packaging it up and some of it's not, but I think we we got it. So now I can iterate. I can iterate pretty quickly because I have the app um, set up on my local machine, and so I can make all the changes I need. Um, and if anything needs to be changed on the view side, um, I can either Sean and I can pair, or he can get it set up on his machine. Um, but yeah, it was kind of it's kind of exciting to be like super oh, exciting. Man, this thing just works together. That's awesome. It's great yeah, news. Yeah, it is great news. Oh, Aaron's so, muted. He's <laughs> coughing. <laughs> it's like a painful cough. It's yeah, it is a painful cough. I'm like dying. Sorry. It's not Ugh. COVID. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I got tested. That's good. Because <laughs> I, so, I know like everybody's going to think that, oh, you're sick. Is it COVID? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I joke with my kids. I mean, they're not sick. They're perfectly healthy. But I'm like, you are not allowed to cough at school. You think you have to cough, Seriously, you swallow yeah. it. Like, do not do it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, there's there's only COVID now. There's no there's no <laughs> sinus infections. There's no head colds. There's only oh, COVID. I know. So what's so that's amazing. Congratulations. <sighs> yeah, thanks. So what's the next step? You said there's a few things you have to clean up and then Yeah, so there are a few um just integration points that we knew, you know, we knew there were going to be a couple. Um, yeah. So there are a few of them that I need to clean up on my side. And then once we do that, I will have to run through every condition 
and kind of every, every clause and every condition, um, you know, so date equals date does not equal all that stuff. Um, run through every single one and make sure that it works Mm -hmm. as expected. Um, and then there, I mean, there's, there's a ton to do in terms of like, what do we need to do before someone starts using it? Nothing like we can like at some point, I want to talk about this later, but at some point we can write an integration repo that does automated tests and stuff. And that'll be really cool and really fun. We don't need that right now. Um, so the next steps are I, I clean up my side. Sean figures out, um, proper packaging so it can be NPM installed and like literally two weeks from now. Um, and one of those weeks, Sean's out of town. So two weeks from now, um, we start onboarding our first users. Wow. That's yeah, amazing. So the, the packaging yeah. thing, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it, I, we already are building a package. It's just the package is including a dependency that it shouldn't. So it's bigger than it needs to be. Um, I mean, so it would work if we, we could even ship it with that. It would it'd just be dumb. <laughs> um, but I've, you know, for whatever reason you think you just like, Hey, say exclude this package from this dependency from your package. And that should just, work but it it doesn't so i've had to sort of like one one dependency at a time figure out how i actually get to remove it from the end package but yeah so like the packaging thing is it's basically it we have a package it's just not optimized nice well this is all great news so we're there this is it have you picked of the list of interested parties the first couple you want to onboard yeah, the first one is going to be a guy named Neil. Hi, Neil. Um, and he's just the first one because he's shown interest for a super long time. Okay. And has consistently been like um, really supportive and been like, hey, I'll buy it right now and help you finish it. And it's like, well, <laughs> I can't do that right now. But yeah, he's he's the one that'll be first. Um, and then there are a couple others who have been in Twitter DMs. Um and then from the tweet the other day that I put out, we have like 130 people on the early access list. And so we'll go through, I mean, we'll, we'll probably just start with one or two. Um, right. And then after that, so sometime in the new year, we'll go through and pick out people that are on Laravel and Vue version two and just start saying, hey, do you want to try to drive this thing out? Um and then from there, it'll kind of spread out a little bit further. But the first one is a guy named Neil, and then maybe a couple others in the DMs. Awesome. That's great news. It's, here. it's amazing. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. And then we probably have our first, uh, potentially our first React customer as well. <laughs> For a library that we don't have, by the way. <laughs> So before we've sold hardly anything, we've got Rails and Laravel and Vue 2 and Hotwire and React. Yeah. So kind of great. Yeah. It's a fully flushed out product. It's amazing. I cannot yeah. wait to start getting together the marketing materials. And yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. So moving over to React. Sean, do you want to tell Colleen about this call we had? Yeah. Although, so 
Aaron, is his name Dave? Dave, I'm so Dave. sorry. If it is. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Dave Cal. <laughs> so I know Cal also Man, Dave listens to our podcast. He was like, this is weird. I just like binged listened to all of your podcasts. And now we're talking. We just talked with him on a video call. And he's like, and now we're talking. And I feel like I'm like in the podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so Dave has a use case at his job, at his day job for the query builder, which, you know, it's exactly like what we imagined uh, mm-hmm. and makes perfect sense. And so it's, he's like making the build versus buy choice. And he's like, oh, this is, he looked at our refine. He's like, oh, this is it. I would, let's do this. But then realized we didn't have a React front end. So he was like, should I try to get, they don't have view on their front end. So he's like, should I try and like jam view into our, you know, admin panel or, which or maybe I could just like write it myself. And so he started looking at it and he just started banging out a react version from reading my code and from listening to the podcast and from reading our docs, he was able to figure out like how to start like building it. I mean, looked and nice. he's already, I mean, he's already made really good headway okay. um, into doing a react version of the builder. Right. So none of the static stuff. Um, right. Which is totally fine. Um, so yeah, he's already started down that path and then he was like, Hey, maybe, you guys want to just pay me to finish this thing? And we're like, yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely we do. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so, yeah, so we got a budget set aside for that, and we've got that squared away. Um, yeah, I mean, he's ready to he's ready to roll, and he's already working on it. I think he's super busy, so I anticipate that'll be, like, you know, spread out over some months or whatever. But it's not like we do not need that imminently, and this is pretty great because, like, he can also – if they end up buying it, cause he has to convince his boss to buy it. But assuming that happens, then um, he'll actually be using it at his job and right. integrating it at his job. So then he can get that all set up and fix everything so that it's working there. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Nice. He's so he's using Laravel and react. Yeah. He is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, this is so cool. Like you could just, we can just mix and match, you know, whatever. It's amazing. (laughs) Cause you could use the view version with rails. Like I really want to just do that just to like, you know, proof of concept. Cause I I could. Yeah. Well I can, when I pull out um, our stuff for that, our now second, I guess, rails client, you can do it in that repo. You could just branch off of that repo. So you're not messing with our, First client stuff. Yeah. 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 Follow that. Yes. Yeah. It's going to get confusing. (laughs) (laughs) Who are we talking about? Yeah. So once I pull that out, you can just, you can just branch off of there and do it. Um, So that'd be cool. Be really neat to see. Yeah. Yeah. So we also, there's like some small stuff that we got to, we got to get a Slack set up for our company. We're going to need that Slack or discord actually. Slack, please. (laughs) I hate discord. I don't like it either. Yeah. I feel the same way. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i know i don't know how old dave is but he was like some of these other um dev communities use discord and in my head i was thinking oh uh, no i'm no, an old i'm an old person now <laughs> and he he to his credit he was like yeah i actually like slack but i was thinking man am i am i 1000 years old now <laughs> But yeah, we need to get one set up so we can hang out the three of us and Dave, and then any you know future customers that yeah want to pop in idea. and help each other out that kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. And then Dave had this other awesome idea of combining backend and front end into one mono repo. He called it okay. Um, 
I think because well, I'll explain. The idea is basically like we got React front end, we got a View front end, put them all in one repository, and even the backends too. Except our problem is we're going to open source the the front ends, so we can't just have one big repo. Instead, we'll probably have two. So we'll have the front end repo, which will have all the versions, and then backend repo, which will have Rails and Laravel and whatever else. Um, that way, it, on the front end, it makes a lot of sense. I don't know how much sense it makes on the back end, but on the front end, it makes a ton of sense because um, it's just so much easier to wrap my head around. When I'm making changes to one, I'll probably want to make changes to the other, Mm -hmm. and then I can just do one PR (laughs) Mm -hmm. for that, Mm -hmm. right? So it'll be all sort of consolidated. There's probably opportunities. Like, he's going to use TypeScript, and so say we um, upgrade the view and to to use TypeScript. Well, there's the possibility of sharing types, and then it's just a lot easier. This is all possible with multiple repositories, but like way easier just, just logistically to figure Coordination out. Coordination costs go way up across multiple repositories. Yeah. Yeah, and I just... Th- he, he said that idea, and I was like, oh, it's an awesome idea because uh, we could spend less time like figuring out... Like what Aaron and I just did. You know, if we'd yeah. had everything in one repository, which, well, like I said, we're not going to be able to do that. But if we had, this would have been, you know, not a problem. It would have been mm-hmm. trivial for us to get that set up. So I'm gonna start, I'm gonna do that for the front end for sure. You guys can think about it on the back end. Yeah, I think it would be great. Yeah, Dave. Um, <clears throat> Dave strikes me as eminently reasonable. He seems like one of us. He's like, I could aim for 100 percent test coverage, but I'm just not gonna do that. I'm gonna just test to make sure that I can make changes in the future without fear. I'm like, great, that sounds awesome. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, huge, huge, huge win. Super. Yeah, that's great. Super grateful. He reached out and he was like, you know, I could have reached out and just been like, hey, what if I do this? But I decided I'm going to see how far I can get and then reach out with like the stuff. The stuff I've already done is kind of like proof of expertise. Like, well, makes, it worked, man. <laughs> right. That makes total sense because you guys yeah. were able to review it. But like, oh, yeah, this is exactly what we need. Yeah. Yeah. And he said something interesting about their current, um, the current, the way they currently solve this problem at work is a bunch of people have read only access to the database and they just have to learn SQL. (laughs) Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) I know. And he was like, and we've gone so far down this road that like we can't, just give them like a a very fixed plain query builder because they've had, you know, this infinite flexibility for so right. long that we would be taking away. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> so I thought that was really interesting that he was like, yeah, we just let them, you know, we force them to learn SQL. It's like good grief. What's their timeline or do they not? You said he, you, he was pretty busy. So you weren't sure. Yeah. I think he, um, I think he has been like, he's known for a while. He's going to have to build this. I don't okay. think he's on a super strict timeline. Um, okay. the really, like Sean said, the really good thing about this setup is he's get, he needs it for work. And so like he's right. incentivized to, to push the react version forward. 
um, so that he can solve his own problem at work. So did you already sell him the back end? Does he already have possession of that or not yet? No. So he will okay. have to go to his decision maker Got it. and pitch it. And I told him like, Hey, when you do that, keep, keep mental notes about like how the conversation goes and what did they say? And what did you say? And was there any pushback? And cause that kind of insider info is going to be super helpful for us. Definitely. Especially, you know, we don't have any marketing materials basically at all right now. So like, what does that conversation look like in, in the void before we have a bunch of stuff? Yeah. Same thing with you and, and, and client too. Yes. Yes. I'm really excited I mean, to talk about that. They're literally actually. making that evaluation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wait, is client two, <laughs> client two is Jesse, right? Yes. Okay. We've talked about, we've said his name on air and everything happened publicly on okay. Twitter. So we're oh, right okay. there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Jesse is client too. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. So Colleen, do you want to kind of give a quick recap on that conversation we had with him the other night? Yeah. So we had a great call with him where he showed us some of the way they're trying to use query building and kind of told us they're basically in this situation where they're moving to a new database because they're having scaling problems. And so they're just trying to do all the things, right? They want to figure out what they're going to use as a database, how they're going to use it, and how they're going to query it. And they want to move fast. Like, like I got that impression that they want to move quickly. Mm-hmm. So they don't want to wait for me to finish it. Um, They actually asked, they said, hey, can we just have what you have now and see if we can build upon that? So that's what we're going to do. We're going to pull that out. Telling you what they should do is have two separate databases. (laughs) (laughs) One Postgres and one MySQL. So it was interesting when we got off that call because Aaron and I debriefed a little bit. And one of the things I guess I didn't really realize going into this building this product is that we are going to need to be database experts. And I think that will also include knowing, although I don't think it's obviously not our job to recommend database providers, it would be incredibly helpful if we had working knowledge of what is available and what the limitations are of the available third party solutions. Cause there were a lot of questions like, Hey, I don't, do you remember how much data it was, Aaron? Yeah, I think they were at a terabyte and were considering moving off of Heroku because they were reaching Postgres limitations on Heroku at a terabyte. So, and fortunately, Aaron had ju- ha, you know has a lot of that knowledge about different database providers, but I also think I need to get that knowledge because there were a lot of questions about what's out there, what can we use, do you have any recommendations? And so I just think having a better, this is more of a personal thing, like just being more aware of ways to handle big data. And we're learning a lot with client one, obviously, is going to help as we kind of do this productized consulting as it first rolls Mm -hmm. out, as we start onboarding, soft onboarding these people. Content marketing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's great content. Good call. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if it's really, if you guys are learning it now, it always equals better content if you do it while you're learning. Yeah, because there were questions like, um, okay, well, what if we use Planet Scale versus Single Store? I was like, oh, man. And fortunately, I've had um, 
demos with single store and I've um, self onboarded at planet scale. So I knew enough to like speak intelligently about it, but yeah, there's, and okay. So first there's a lot, like there's a lot of hosted stuff there and a lot of um, trade-offs with each of them. But I also wonder how representative these two rails clients are to like what our future will hold. Do you know what I mean? Like are these, we're talking about two clients that have multiple billions of records. I just don't think that's normal. Like, I don't think that that is the meaty part of the curve. I feel like those, they have to be outliers, right? That's where the productized consulting comes in though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's a consulting side of this business if we want it. Yes, for sure. As we've already discovered. Yeah. yeah. But then like that DM that I screenshotted y'all the other day where this guy's like, Hey, we've got 10,000 different products and our marketing team is having a hard time, you know, building filters for them. I feel like that is the middle, like that's the middle of the curve. That's where most people live, like under a million records across, you know, 10 different columns or, you know, five relationships or whatever. In the same database. Yeah. In the same little bitty (laughs) database. That's like two gigabytes. Yeah. Yes. And those are like, we're exploring the edges before we ever even get to the middle of the pie. I know. And I think, and those clients will presumably not need a lot of onboarding handholding. Whereas you're absolutely right. The two that we're working with now, I mean, that's definitely productized. Three, Keith Three. included. Keith, yeah, that's all Keith productized. Keith is the same consulting. way. Good yeah. call. Yep. He's also an analytics company, so yeah, we're learning. learning. It makes sense that we would get the most interest from them right away because that's like core part of their business is these true. query builders. Right. Right. That's true. a good point. I mean, that makes sense to me because they're they're thinking about that a lot, and this is a problem that they have, and they're always probably trying to solve it better. So makes sense that they would end up, you know, being drawn to us. But it also makes sense that then those would be the most complicated because mm-hmm. that's they have more data. This is like a major feature of their mm-hmm. of their system. So yeah, that we have to figure out how to get one step back. Or maybe we won't have to figure it out. Maybe it'll just, you know, be word of mouth. But like but that that's the key though. I, I really think I I like the um the less like high touch mm-hmm. clients. Though I mean, I don't know. It's like the the consulting thing is certainly legitimate. It's a it's a business there too. And we're learning so much from this. Yeah, we're learning a ton. Yeah, I'll be so I started what is today, Tuesday? Yeah, so I started um pulling out everything from all of our stuff into its own repo to give to Jesse, but they aren't using, it, it occurred to me as I'm doing this, they're not using any of the turbo stuff. That's what he told us. They're not hot wire. They're not turbo. So I should ask him, I wonder what he's using on the front end. If it's just vanilla rails. Did he, he didn't mention that. Did he Aaron? He did not. No. Yeah. Cause I don't know if that's going to turn him off or he could just pull, obviously not use the front end part and build his own, but um, yeah, he could. And I know that he already has, he already has a pretty solid front end built out. So he might just want the back end driver. Yeah. Mm. I'll ask him. Yeah. 
I think a lot of these um, middle of the road, like sweet spot clients, I think many of those could come from the um, integration. Yeah. Like the Laravel Nova yep. and Bullet Train. Like, I feel like a lot of the vanilla CRUD apps are going to use those and they'll just like, they'll just buy it off the shelf and it'll work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I forget what I was going to say, but yeah, if it, like integrations are the most like obvious channel that I've, that I've thought of for that. Aaron's coughing. Man, I am dying. Goodness gracious. Um, okay, what else? What else do we need to talk about? Client work is going good. Client one. Yeah. It's all, I feel like all the hard things have been figured out. In, okay. Okay. Let, I mean, that's a little. Wow. I tend to be overly ambitious, or not ambitious, overly optimistic. Um, but I feel like all the hard things have been figured out, and now it's just executing. And there's a lot to execute on. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot that has to be done, uh, especially with the multiple database stuff. But I've at least proof of concept shown that we can do the rollups to IDs that mm. we were talking about. Uh, so there's a lot there. Um, the hardest part for me is going to be the front end stuff, but that's still a ways away. So I'll ping you, Sean, once I okay. get to that. But yeah, it's, it's, it's going well. Um, they were as an interim solution, they were okay with the save a filter on one model and then access that filter on the other model instead of the, you know, ultimately we the want fly the, in. the fly in situation, but as an interim solution, like they're okay with that. So, I'm getting there. That doesn't quite work yet, but um, yeah, we can we can build the filters they want, and uh, I think we're making a lot of progress there. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. The, when this thing is running and people are running queries from our query builder for the site with billions of records, like that's going to feel amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be really cool. Yeah, yeah. I tweeted screenshots of it i actually um tweeted the exact same screenshots i tweeted two years ago (laughs) i just just downloaded them and uploaded them again um but (laughs) i tweeted the screenshots and somebody was like well how is this gonna you know how's this gonna be performant and i was like man we have put so much freaking effort into making it performant because weirdly our first client has billions of rows and (laughs) like, obviously you can't know ahead of time everything that needs to be indexed because in the end it's left up to the user what is being queried, not even the developer, but we've like, I swear we've done our best and it's going to work pretty well, but yeah, that's going to be real fun to see. Yeah, for non-billions of rows user, it's going to work great. Yeah, it's going to be easy peasy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What else? What else? Oh, Colleen, I added two new, and and Sean, but um, two new clauses. Is that right? Yeah, two new clauses to the text condition for Keith. Mm Yeah. I added a where in and where not in. 
So like for text conditions, we've always had like starts with, ends with, equals, doesn't equal. Um, but I added one that's like a multiple. So you can say, you know, where name is one of Aaron, comma, Colleen, comma, Sean. And then it converts it to a where in. Um, so I added that for Keith. I think that's probably going to be useful for other people. So you can put in a list, mm-hmm. like a multiple equality or a multiple inequality list. Um, and we can explode it or <laughs> call it in PHP. We can separate it by, you know, commas, new lines, semicolons, whatever. Um, but should client number one need something like that, I've just added that for okay, Keith. Okay, great. Yeah. Because he's have- doing a thing. He's doing a thing where it's like, it's like an option condition, except it's actually text. But okay. on the front end, he provides a few options, but then you can like manually type in your own. And because we do option validation, you know, if those options weren't there in the back end, it would fail. And so the multiple equality on a text condition solves for that. Okay. Sounds good. Speaking you were of. Ask. Yeah. Do we, do we have a shared document? guys where we're keeping track of all these ideas i don't think you so shared no oh we don't i've just you mentioned that and i'm gonna forget what's gonna happen is you know yeah. i'll be like oh i'm just wondering yeah we should start a notion or whatever yeah i was just thinking about that because you're gonna be recording videos we should put them in there we should have um so we have uh, yeah sometimes i hear you guys talking about features and you're like i'm adding this and there's like i'm adding that and i'm like do we know what's in what and you know. Right. Mm-hmm. That's my point. We're far enough along now. Maybe it's time to get a little organized is yeah. what I'm thinking. Um, okay. Probably correct. I have, I mean, I have my own Hammerstone Notion document, so I'll take a look at it and see if we can expand that to become a team. Am I going to um, have to learn Notion finally? Yeah. Yeah. Or, I mean, I think we should just use Notion because, well, we are, you know, in the same Slack room with like the world's Notion Excellent. So we should, we should probably I'm do that. I'm only going to have to confess to Marie that I've never used Notion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, okay, and other things that we need to do as we grow up a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to put YNAB. I'm going to get our stuff into YNAB because we're spending oh, money nice. now. Spending so I want to make sure we don't screw up the cash flow. Nice. Smart. Okay. Great idea. Um, yeah. Give me a week or so to look at. Cause I got, obviously it's first week back from Thanksgiving. So I'm trying to get up to speed, make sure, um, but give me a week or so and I'll share that with you guys. And we'll try and get a little bit organized in terms of just like, cause we have a lot of content ideas too. I know yeah. like what you just said, Sean, we're like, oh yeah, as you learn about yeah. X, Y, and Z, write it down. And speaking of content, I, that's the, that's, that'll be the next thing I'm going to do. I mean, so like I'll be around to fix up integration stuff and add new features, uh, et cetera. But um, I'm going to start working on the marketing site and I'm going to use the, uh, the new react thing that I was talking about last time. Remix, I think it's oh, remix. Yeah. You mentioned that. Mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. I did Very look cool. at the docs. It's finally open sourced and I was looking at it and it's like, it's yes, it's perfect for this. It's exactly what I want. So wonderful. Okay. So I'll do that. I'll get our marketing site set up. And again, question of mono repo or not, like we could have the marketing site in one repo maybe we should start with that i don't i don't know how to how that's going to work with like um i got a whole react app in one folder and then a view uh laravel app in another folder it's kind of i don't know how that works but 
maybe I'll try to figure that out. <clears throat> what um, what would be in the mono repo with the marketing site? Well, especially the docs. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I, th- I think that that there's opportunities to like reuse pieces of like the docs and the marketing kind of go potentially hand in hand even. So, and I know so, our docs were using our own special system, so we're not going to like reinvent the wheel there, but yeah. Um, our docs currently live alongside each library, each package, and we pull them in from, they're just markdown files and we pull them in from GitHub and then render them. Um, so that's exactly how remix will work as well. Like I'm thinking I'm just going to have markdown files in a file structure somewhere, which we could just create an ad. We do with a GitHub repo or something Mm -hmm. and then remix can pull them in from there Mm -hmm. and then load them. So maybe, maybe there's a way to actually just pull the docs into remix and have them rendered that way. Cool. That would be great. And then I'm sure that this is the case, but you have the ability to pop out to native stuff and design something fancy, right? For like the home page and stuff like that. It's not all. I'm just not sh- down actually, I'm not sure what you mean. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I'm not familiar with remix. So I was just making sure. Yeah. It's pretty neat. It's like a little, it's just a little framework for, um, it, the common patterns that you find yourself implementing when you're building primarily content driven react website. Nice. So it does it does a whole bunch of stuff for you out of the box. And so it's all server side framework. Rendered. Is this is this Vercel? No, um, it's just totally independent. Yeah, it's Kent Dodd is now the new gotcha. developer relation relations guy, and then it's also the guys that did React Router, which I am blanking on their names. Um, but yeah, the React Router guys did this. And it was something where it was like us, like you could buy it and then um, they got enough interest and then they got actually an investor. So they decided to open source it. Hmm. I don't know what their new model is, but that's interesting. But that's what happened. And for the record, if anyone wants to give us like $10 million, we'll open source everything we've ever written. (laughs) (laughs) Just want to put that out there. Yeah, if you want to get that set up, I would happily hand over marketing site to you. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna do that. Like, but the marketing site is like kind of my next thing because I got to get that lined up before we, you know, start opening this up to more and more people. Yeah, sounds good. Because, like, I think Jesse's a customer because he knows us. Otherwise, there's no way. No. Been yeah. like, what is this? I don't know yes, what this is. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> agree. Yeah. And that, I mean, the only reason we have a site was because Mike kept saying you have to have a site. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I don't want to, I don't want us to worry too much that the site is bad. We do, in fact, have a site. So that's <laughs> worth something. Like, yeah, we have a site. Probably we didn't even need a site. We've essentially made hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue without a website. So Yes, I guarantee you client one has never visited our website. No. (laughs) They did. They'd be like, why does your website not say exactly what you're doing? You got to talk to Buckby. He told us to make a website. (laughs) 
Okay. I got yeah. nothing else. Yeah, that's all I got. <clears throat> the only other thing I have is there's a game on the Oculus called Super Hot. And if you guys haven't seen it, you have to look it up. It's the most fun game. This this to me is the killer use case for Oculus. So it's called Super Hot. It is a it's like a strategy shooter or like a puzzle shooter. And the whole premise is, you remember original Matrix, the bullet time thing, where he's dodging the bullets in slow-mo? Yes. The whole premise of Superhot is the game time, so like time within the game, moves as quickly as you physically move. So if you move very slowly, game time moves very slowly and you can dodge bullets and shoot back and block bullets and punch and stuff. But if you move fast, then the game moves real fast and basically you get shot and lose. And it is the most fun game (laughs) that I, I think, I think I have ever played. It is a freaking blast. Last night after our call, Sean, I, I went inside and Jennifer was already in bed and so I got out the Oculus and played super hot for like <laughs> 40 minutes at like 11 o'clock at night. I'm sick and I'm tired and I'm like, I got to play super hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's so freaking fun. And it is a shooter. So like you, you know, you grab, like you reach down with the little hand controls and you pick up guns and then you point and shoot and you're dodging bullets and Man, it's a freaking blast. So it kind of feel like makes you feel like you're a superhero or whatever. It does. And it makes That's you so feel cool. like you're you're Neo because you can like you can pick up, you know, you're in different scenes all the time. You can like pick up a frying pan and block bullets and pick up a gun. <laughs> while you're while you're blocking this guy's bullets, you can shoot this guy and then you can throw the gun when you run out of ammo and it'll hit the other guy. And it's just like, oh, it's so freaking fun. So <laughs> nice. That's, That's awesome. <laughs> All right, we'll end it there.